0: Hold on, we gotta start. A, but hold on, not, not yet, not yet. You know what to do, Mister Black. <laughs> I got, I, I got you, I got you. <laughs> the, oh, the he rim. about to, he
1: about
0: <laughs> to play it. lo Brown, you done messed up, D-Lo. <laughs> you should never let me do this. You done messed <laughs> up. Hold on,
2: <laughs> hold on. We can hear oh,
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> No! Oh they got a, They've
1: been waiting to do this oh for the last God! almost two years. <laughs> Legit, man. have been waiting to do this. I
2: love it. I love it. Wow, oh, man.
1: <laughs> Good evening, Cyber Nation. Welcome to an exclusive, exciting episode of the JTP Lounge. As always, I'm Gino Hamisha. here with Sir Wilkins and Mister Black, and with a very, very special guest. To the Java podcast. I'm going to let him introduce himself because I don't think I can do him justice. So let the viewers and listeners know who you are if they don't know.
2: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know my name by now, it's Dilo Brown. You better recognize, you better be down with the Brown. What's up, people? What's going on? <laughs>
1: Even gave you a head, you Mr. Black is losing it slowly. <laughs> Yo, uh, <laughs> actually, the both of them are probably losing it. So, I was telling um,
0: Kanisha, what about everybody?
1: Um, earlier today, I said, I actually met you two years ago at WrestleCon here in New York, and I had told you, I said, listen, I got two co hosts, they're brothers, and they love you. I said, but you have to, and then you was like, okay. This is the way to stick it to them. Take a picture with the European title. So I have a picture with you. <laughs> and I sent picture? it to them. I'll send it to you guys. I sent it to them. And then Mr. Black goes, really? Like, this is what's going on? <laughs> I almost cried, man. He
3: is, because He did. This is huge. This is
0: huge. This
1: is, yeah. Like, we definitely have had some really, really special guests. But having you, d is definitely an honor for all of us. So thank you for joining us tonight. Um... I'm going to let, of course, Mr. Black start off with the first question of the evening.
0: I'll go. I'll go. Let him smile. Let him smile. He let him stuck.
1: smile. He's stuck. So, He's stuck.
0: So first things first, you're a legend in yeah. our eyes. You're yes. A, you're yes. a legend. Yes. And, yes. and yes. before we get started with questions, we're going to give you your flowers. I did a whole coffee Absolutely. talk episode on you. You are a double champ, European and intercontinental champ at the same time. One of only four people in WWE, WWF history to and, do that. And he was black. And he was black. And he, he was black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You longevity. We spoke about this in pre-production. Your longevity in this business is unheard of. Many people don't work in this business for so long. And you said it yourself. You haven't missed a check since when? Say it.
2: 19 wrestling
3: check
2: and I um yeah you've been working
0: you've been working for so long you are a part of one of the most like I can't even put it in words right now like
1: legendary legendary
0: not, even bigger than that the most <laughs> one of the most impactful groups in sports entertainment history that is you're you're a legend in our eyes, and one mm-hmm. day you'll us to the WWE Hall of Fame. But you've done so much, and we didn't. I don't want to start off with questions. It's time for you to get your flowers, especially that people who look like like you. You represented us, the black wrestling fan, tremendously well throughout your career. Low key, your impact career was old was low key popping, but Ooh. people were like, oh, ready for that. People were ready. Tag team that. champion with AJ Styles. Oh man, <laughs> underrated! Don't forget, he was down with New Jack. He was in two legendary groups. Nobody
1: give him credit. Ooh, we for definitely that. gonna ask about your New Jack time.
2: That- New Jack Mustafa,
1: come on, B. come on.
2: So let me throw some flour. Um, I
0: you're breaking up, you're breaking up a little bit.
2: Yeah, the sound. I appreciate it, and, and I appreciate you speak your mind
0: wait hold on hold on hold on dilo you're breaking up again you're breaking up you're going back and forth what the heck can you, can you hear me now i hear you but you're breaking up hold on say something
2: 379 try it with uh
1: <laughs> it's a little delayed
0: I'm gonna try a different. Hold on, hold on.
1: Let's of course, when one. we gave shit to Mister Black, did, did it happen? See, Mister Black, it's all his fault.
2: He yeah.
0: says your fault. I don't. I don't. Me <laughs> now. How is it now?
2: Say, can you hear me now? Yes. 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 Okay. Some flowers back. the strong. You three.
3: Wait!
0: Wait! 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 Hold on! Hold
2: on! Hold on! Hold on.
0: We got into some technical
1: he difficulty. Should, he should come yeah. out and come back in.
0: So yes. yeah. So, so so come out and come back in. So end it. And yours? Hold on, let me take him out.
1: Cause we not gonna not do him do justice. <laughs> Hold on, let me do it. And take care of it. Yeah, it's. it's Look, you point. don't even, you don't even know how to act. Yeah, it's D-Lo. Hello. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just told him to come back. He'll come back in. So we'll um, we'll. What's going on, guys? So, what's up everybody for joining us right now. We having a little technical difficulties. How's everybody? It, it was everybody's wouldn't be right. Oh, How's everybody's see. day? Oh, Ooh.
1: Good, good. Long. <laughs> okay, I'm he's back. Right.
0: Let's see if this works now. Dilo. Dilo. You there? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay. Let's...
2: Is that better now? Yes. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So let me start this speech again from the third time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, because it was like, I didn't want to miss it. So go.
2: <laughs> so uh, before I get started, I want, I want to throw something back at y'all and tell you how much I appreciate strong Black voices in wrestling and how you come out here and represent yourself and you represent the black wrestling fan in a very positive way because we have a voice. We're a very large number, percentage of the crowd that is out there and we're we're almost forgotten sometimes. So I appreciate Mm -hmm. the fact that you guys are out there putting it down and representing and I thank you for that. Um, Keep it going, keep your voices going. Creeps, keep screaming at top of your lungs because eventually everyone's gonna have to listen.
0: We definitely do scream.
2: Yeah, no, it's, no, it's okay. I, I've i seen some shows. No, 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 you, you scream, <laughs> Mister Black. You scream. Never mind. I'll, I'll put it. <laughs> so, but no, um,
1: thank you. I, I appreciate
2: it, and this is a love fest back and forth because it's it's my pleasure to be on 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 the podcast tonight. So, thank you for having me. Um, let's first start with.
0: You joining the nation with your cheap suit that you that you got, Brandon, <laughs> you got some spot. How was a lot of that we're gonna talk about? We all know the history and everything, but I wanna know mm-hmm. the feeling of you working, you training, and then you finally about to you finally about to get that check from WWE, mm-hmm. WWF at the time. What was that feeling when they call you up? Like, yo, go get, go grab a suit. We're about to put you within this program with the nation.
2: Well, when I got the phone call was from Jim Cornette, and he didn't tell me what it was for. He just asked me if I had a suit. And mm-hmm. I, of course, I didn't have one. I was broke as hell, but I said, yes. And then I ran my ass down to Goodwill and said, hey, you got a suit that fit my big ass? And <laughs> and luckily I found one. And then, you know, I had my flight to New York, so I flew to New York. Um made my way down to the to the uh, arena where it was this like bar where we did Shotgun Saturday Night, and and then when I got there, I found out they were gonna put me in the Nation. I was gonna be Bow Tie Guy. I was gonna be that dude who's who's gonna take bumps with Nation, dude. Talk about being excited! First of all, uh, growing up, I'm a fan of Ron Simmons, right? So now I get to sit right next to him at the table, so to speak. So here it is. I'm. The guy who inspired me, I get to be next to. And it was just, I, I could not put it in words how I felt. Like, like, it was the most perfect day ever. Nothing go wrong. And I guess that's why I agreed to do that. bump when I met Johnson on the top of the car, because I didn't care. I had my dream job sitting next to my mentor. Life was good.
0: All right, so uh, I got a question. Okay. What's the one thing that you learned from when you was with Mustafa and New Jack that you still carry on to this day? (laughs) Like, I want to get to the serious life lesson stuff first. Then I want to hear the jokey, jokey stories, because I know you got some stories,
2: dogs.
1: Right, because you guys used to probably rip each other all the time. (laughs) Um,
2: The one thing I learned from New Jack and Mustafa is speak your mind and don't put up with any any BS. Th- this is not a, a friendly and kind business to anyone. Um, so when you have an opinion about something, speak it, put it out there and let them know that you're 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 smarter than just the average person or, or you know, wrestler. Let them know you understand this business. Let them know um, what you're speaking on. You believe in and, and don't put up with any uh, don't put up any bull bullshit. Pardon my French. <laughs> Is oh, that no, why we put Ahmed we cuss Johnson? All the time. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We do.
1: <laughs>
2: I, I, I ain't going to speak on him.
1: No, I don't. No, but, why not? Because I just no. feel like Ahmed was just the odd, odd ball out. Like, what?
0: No, <laughs> I, I no, was, no, no, no. I, I want to say this You beat Ahmed Johnson for weeks on television. <laughs> Then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, you want to be down with y'all? No! no!
1: It was real phony. It was it's super phony.
0: phony at that point. No, no, because I, I heard you say that it was when you first started. Tell me if this is true. He was saying some wild, dumb shit. And then you looked at him like, yo, bro, that's some real dumb shit you're saying right <laughs>
3: now.
0: And you being hella disrespectful. And then you put the hands and feet Oh my man, I'm Ed Johnson. So tell me, because if you I told you, and people say you're dumb shit and speak your mind, you spoke your mind. Supposedly,
3: oh and put man, and feet
2: on them. Uh, I'll put it like this: um, I spoke my mind, particularly when it came to Ahmed. Uh, I made my stance known and clear. And, and my grandma always told me, if you have nothing good to say about someone. Don't speak their name. Now, he who will not be named is a dumb son of a bitch.
1: But but the the crazy part is it showed on it showed like you you couldn't deny like it was just like certain things it was like what and then you almost end Ron Simmons career by being foolish it was just like what are you doing
2: yeah i mean look <laughs> look and 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 look he's out of the business I, i'm i'm still in it i'll leave him alone but you know i i know he spoke a few weeks ago about me being unsafe in the ring and and all i know is i can get 100 people who says they don't ever want to be in the ring with him again and 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 so I'll take the same hundred people, and they'd have a match with me tomorrow. Even old and at fifty, they'll have a match with you tomorrow. That's true.
0: So, so quickly, um, let's move past that. Let's move to the positive stuff. What was one of your high points in during that Attitude Era? Mm-hmm. Like for you personally, what was the high point where you're like, "Yo, I'm living like a king." <laughs>
2: I, I got two, I got two moments. Um, the first is one Ron Simmons inspired the entire nation, but kept me. That moment is like, like for me, that's the company saying, we believe in you. So you're staying, we don't like the rest of them. They're gone. So that was a, a pat on the back. That second one, which is, is probably the one that sears my memory the most is, is is we, becoming the Eurocontinental champion and holding those belts those belts up, and then hearing the crowd and going, "Damn, uh, they've connected with me." It, you know this this is getting real. Like this is the moment I've been wanting since I was eleven years old. Is I'm standing on top of the wrestling world, and everyone is telling me how much they like it. So that was that. Those are the two moments that that are always right here. Mm.
1: So I have a question, My so, this is like one of the biggest debate questions I feel like in more recent is who has the best frog slash? So, my first part of the question is what made you decide to do the frog slash and the way that you do it? Mm-hmm. And then, in your opinion, outside of you, who has the mm-hmm. best frog slash in the business? So,
2: growing up, um, I was a fan of world-class championship wrestling, and they had a team called Los Grigos Locos, which was Eddie Guerrero and a guy named Art Barr. Art Barr created the frog splash, and the way I did it was the exact same way he did it. Now Eddie started doing it his version after Art Barr passed away. Um, so we're all we're both paying homage to the same person. Mm-hmm. In, in term in terms of the of who's got the best frog splash, hell, they're all great. It's tomato tomato. I mean, like. We all have our own spin on the move, but to me, the move is phenomenal and amazing, and I was captivated by you know, watching it on TV, and that's why I was like, I don't care how big I am, I'm going to go do the Fraud Splash. So um, I, I can't tell you who's got the best. I can just tell you that we're all paying homage to the same person as Art Bar, because he's the creator of it.
3: Mm.
0: Mm. Um, let's talk more about your character. How did you because, especially during the time that let's because you still we're still in the attitude I read, mm-hmm. character work was very important. Mm-hmm. And how did you come up with it, bring it all together? The head, the, the head shake. We all we, we heard the stories before, but we would love to hear it again. Mm-hmm. But coming up with that with that persona, D.Lo Brown,
2: um. How, different parts of the character came from different parts of my life. Like, the swagger I had was the same guy I was when I was playing football. Like, that was a dude on the field. I'd sack the quarterback and look at the opposing team and go, are you not entertained?" And that's where the, you know, arms out and the kind of, the, you know, looking around and, and being bigger than life. So when I got into wrestling, it was always told, it was always, it was broken in my head, like find a character that is relatable to you, that's a small part of you and then blow it up a thousand times and make it bigger than life. So I, I took that, you know, that person on the football field who was Dilo Brown, but didn't have a name. He was just that guy with that swagger. And then the head shake came from watching Friday. Um, I tell them, it's Chris Tucker, you got knocked up, you know, okay, okay. so the head shake came from there and then the strut down to the ring kind of just came from being caught between two places of shaking my head and walking and the shoulders just start swinging so I was like I'm feeling this let's go you know so that's kind of how the, the character came together and it was like you know to know me in real life I'm so far I'm so far removed from who I am as a wrestler character. So it was always my chance to be the guy I always wanted to be and I get to play that out on a nightly basis. So that's where Dino came from. He's like the guy I always wanted to be, add in the football me, add in Chris Tucker from Friday, add in a little bit of, you know, I'm being young and arrogant in general. And that's where the character of D.L. Brown came from.
0: I, I, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Um, the chest plate. Yes. yes. That's the character. Then you get this chest plate out here hurting people, cafe Deadly.
3: style.
0: Deadly. Looking cool. Where did the chess play come from, man? And did you even like it?
2: No, I, I, to be honest, I hated the idea. It came from Jim Ross. And it was one day I was sitting in catering. And JR came down and sat down in front of me. started eating. I'm like, it's no, that, that happens all the time. So it's no big deal. But then he goes, hey, Daylo, I got an idea. And I was like, okay. And he goes, how about we give you an injury like, like Iron Mike Sharp? maybe to your chest, because you, you usually finish a frog splash. And I was like, you know, I'm sitting there going, okay, okay. You, you always say yes to everything. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> and then as I walked away, I was like, that's the stupidest idea ever. I'm going <laughs> to look like Johnny Bench out there sitting behind home plate waiting for a fastball, and you want me to go? I'll be the joke of the wrestling world. So <laughs> oh, I, go, I go home. I'm, I'm flying home. I'm living the whole way of a plane. I'm, I'm talking about so let me wear a damn chest protector. What the hell is he thinking? All the gimmicks out there, me, chest, chest. So I get home and I, I talk to my fiance at the time. They became my wife who, never mind. Um, <laughs> and and she, said the, she said to me, at least try it. Because if it's a crap idea and you try it, it failed because of them. But if you don't do it, it failed because you didn't try it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, okay all right. So I remember calling JR up and I was like, okay, let, let's, I, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then, you know, they hurt me with D- Dan Severin hurt me the next week on TV. And I think it was like a month later, I came back out and it was in Pittsburgh where I ran down and rock was wrestling Ken Shamrock and I frog splashed Ken Shamrock for the first time with the chest protector on. And, and to my amazement, the crowd booed the hell out of me. They didn't laugh at me. They booed me. And I went, holy hell, this thing might work. <laughs> holy hell. And so I the next day on TV, I owned it. I was D'Lo Brown, chest protector, fake abs and all. I was owning it. <laughs> <laughs> you talk a
0: lot about crowd reaction. Yeah. A couple of times you've mentioned it. Do you have like a newfound respect for some of the guys today who are, lit, especially in Impact, putting on shows, putting on great matches, cutting mm-hmm. promos without a crowd? So they don't get, like you just said, that that chest protector, you knew it was over because of the crowd.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So what are your thoughts with, you know, because of the pandemic, they have no choice. But what are your thoughts on that and, and some of the feedback you've gotten from that?
2: I absolutely have a completely newfound respect for those guys and girls that go out there and they go put on these hella matches with nobody out there, no interaction. Because from the day I got into wrestling, and you guys know this, it's it's about that instant feedback. Mm -hmm. I do something, and a tenth of a second later, I know if they like it or not. And I was trained that that's how you listen to the crowd. That's how you... you you feel yourself, that's how you build your match, is by interaction and then working with what they give you. To have these young men and women go out there and the only sound they hear is the bumping of the ring, it is amazing to me the quality of matches that we pull off every Tuesday at Impact or across the business, like I don't I don't know if I could go out there tonight right now and have a match because I'm so accustomed to that that crowd telling me instantly reminding me of what I'm doing what I'm not doing so I, I my hat's off to any of the talent to go out there and 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 go pull it off I mean it's just it's simply amazing and like when I get to call the matches it's even more astonishing because, I'm, I'm just focusing on them and I know there's nobody around and they're still laying down matches that you go, hell, those are amazing. So I'm in awe of them. Mm.
0: Mm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you be, you joining the commentary on Impact. I told Boy. him
1: that. I told Boy. him pre-production. Boy,
0: don't get me wrong. We're not crapping on the other people. No, was we okay. are.
1: No, no, no. But <laughs>
0: We did, but, but the we first not gonna, night we're
1: not gonna lie, they switched
0: him. over. I just feel like the product got the proper seasoning, like it you was put night the, and day. The lorries on it, B. Like the little stuff you do, like every time that when like Mantar comes out, you mentioned how big he was, how <laughs> timid he was, all the little details. For so somebody that who don't know nothing about him, be like, yo, this guy's mad, interesting. like you gave him backstory who he was before. That's key in commentary. And both of y'all did it. Y'all, um, y'all save impact commentary team. Yo, y'all make every Tuesday night <laughs> must
3: see. Like must your reaction,
0: see. like how you became, like, yo, with the whole <laughs> suicide, the way that you played, dog. I was just like, come on, D.Lo, man. You can break <laughs> K Fame, dog. You can break K Fame a little bit, dog. Like, come on. <laughs> perfect, dogs. Thank you. How was your reaction
2: when you heard that you was getting a job? Um, and first I'll say thank you. Uh, we, we, we try our best out there every night. And, and it's, I think of wrestling like that. my beautiful girlfriend. It's like I always like talking fondly about her. And no matter what, she's perfect and that's how wrestling is to me. So when I'm calling it, I'm, I'm calling from the heart and, okay. and it's my it's my beautiful girl. Like wrestling is my love, my passion. So when I talk about her, uh, you're, you're hearing that love come out of me. You know, you're hearing that love come through my, through my voice about what I enjoy, generally enjoy watching. And I know with Striker on, on my side there, he's the same way. We, we love what we're doing. We love what we're seeing. We love talking about it. Um, and that's where that, I don't know, that passion comes from when I'm I'm talking about wrestling. Um, when I got the call, um, Scott DeBar gave me he gave me a call. I don't know, it was about nine o'clock at night my time. And we start talking. Normally talking, just you know, we've known each other for thirty years, so it's we're just talking, you know, about nothing. And then he goes, "Hey man, um, for Let Go, uh, I think you're gonna be the new voice of uh, of Impact. you have mean- be commentator and I was like uh what? Excuse me <laughs> what, what what'd you say there? Uh yeah, he goes, I think we're we're gonna make a change at the desk and we'd like you to we'd like you to be part of it. And so of course, rule number one in wrestling, always say yes and think about it later. Uh, I said, Of course I, I wanna do it, yes. And then I hung up the phone and go, Oh God, I hope I'm gonna be good enough. God, I hope I can be good at this. Because you can't fall on a national stage. I'm like, but then I said to myself, you know what, this is a challenge. This is this is everything you want. You want that next challenge. You, you know, you, you did it in the ring and you did it backstage. Now can you do it in front of everybody again? And and I took it as a challenge, and and like I jumped into it both feet full on, ready to go. And my job, my job, I'll tell you what I think. My job is to become the best color analyst in wrestling and in sports. That's my mentality. That's what I want to strive to be because I'm not half in anything. Either I'm all in or I'm all out. And for me, sitting behind that desk, I want to be the best in the business. And if you're, if you're doing this for any other reason than to be the best in the business, pick another business.
0: Okay. So I so I'm about to go really deep. You was there when it was NWA TNA, right? Boom. (laughs) Yes. You was there when it was TNA impact on Spike, right? During the Hogan era. Now you now you are here when it's impact, new channel, everything. Let me ask you a question: What's the one thing in each era? Not this era because y'all still doing it, y'all killing it. What's the one thing that you felt that yo, we should have been a, a lot further if they did this in, in the whole NWA era and if they did this in the whole Spike TV era?
2: I think in the Spike TV era, I think Ace and H should have lasted longer and gotten a bigger a bigger shove. Like I thought Ace and H was was cutting edge and badass and I think Ace and Nate's legs got cut from underneath of it when it was just about to take off. Um, so I think Ace and Nate should have lasted longer. Um, as, you know, the whole NWA TNA era, um, that's a tough one. I think there should have been, you know, there was a huge focus on the NWA title at the time. And I think maybe there should have been, you know, Different or younger blood that was given an opportunity at that time for the for the NWA TNA title, um, and I think that would have, like a guy like AJ Styles would have, it was perfect, but I think he was given you know he was eventually give it to him, but he could have gotten it sooner and mm-hmm. run further. If Monty that makes sense. Brown. Don't think about Monty Mon- Brown. Uh, Monty Brown was another one who, who I thought should have, should have had had championship, had a championship run without a doubt. Um, I thought Monty Brown would he was he was hell talented, could speak, had the look, um, he had he had the the package for wrestling. You know, if you want to play the, a picture of a wrestler out there, Monty Brown's on that page, and, and I thought he had. And you know, he had the whole you know NFL crossover. So he had that connection that you could have used in the mainstream. Because Monty Brown winning would have instantly put us on ESPN. Mm. You know, you think about that in two thousand four when it's commonplace now, but back then it wasn't. So I I, I those are the things I think we could have done differently back then.
1: Wow. Now we talk about a little bit of the past and we talk a little bit about the present and future kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. My question to you would be, what's a few of the biggest struggles that you encountered that you feel has gotten better over time? Because, you know, with you guys in Nation, it was a totally different era, <laughs> totally different struggle, totally different trying to get TV time versus now where, like, I feel like people that look like us is everywhere. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts yeah. on the transition in terms of Black wrestling throughout the, you know, the past, you know, few decades?
2: Well, I think it's it's really encouraging the fact that now Black wrestlers aren't Black wrestlers, they're just wrestlers. And mm. we're growing and getting into the mainstream. And now, it is not oh my God, is a Black world champion, it's Oh my god, Rich Swann is world champion. So it's not about our color does not define us. It is who we are, but it does not define who I am. So you don't have to affix it to my name and go, "It's a black color commentator." How about I'm just a color commentator? How about I'm just I'm just a wrestler? How about I'm it is normal for me to achieve greatness instead of it being, "Oh my god, look what he did." So I think over the last 15 to 20 years, you look at guys like, you know, Moose and Rich Swann and Willie Mack, and you look at Kobe Kingston, and you look at guys like Big E and, 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 you know, then it becomes, it's normal now, it's normalized now. And that's how, to me, that's what defines us as black wrestlers, is the fact that we become normalized and now we're just wrestlers. And no one has to affix a pronoun to us to explain who we are, other than he's just good.
0: Um, I'm gonna say this: the one thing about Impact, y'all normalized this a long time ago. You know, mm-hmm. um, shout out to my homeboy Dwayne of the Show Off Podcast. I mean, I mean, um, of the Show Off Season Podcast. Shout out to him. And I told them, I said, Impact had a black BBW. And an Asian chick in the cage killing each other, main event of yeah.
2: pay-per-views. Yep. yep, yep, and Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean.
0: like, 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 let's be serious. Now you have you had Bobby Lashley, um, mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley with the beatdown clan, he became war champion. You know, you had um our truth becoming war yep. champion, you have a Afro-Latina and a black girl as a women tag team champion. Y'all was the first Mm -hmm. to really put women on the map. So to y'all, y'all is just like the next man up. So that's normal, y'all. Janelle and all of us always say, Impact is that wrestling company where (sighs) y'all weird. I have to say that. Y'all very weird because y'all shot somebody and on the same on the same, same show, you put on an excellent match
1: in the tag team division. Like Dang, but I thought this, sh- I thought it was great storytelling. Just no, so it was, I'm it just was. Gonna put but on the table.
0: I'm just saying that impact, <laughs> I
1: thoroughly is- enjoyed it,
0: yeah, I, I did too. But impact to me is just like they are the definition of what modern wrestling should be is next man up, it doesn't matter, it's entertaining, just go for it, you know. And that's one thing I commend impact, like. How how the way you talk, I'm looking like D'Lo. You don't need to say that about y'all company because y'all been ahead of the curve. But it's just now everything. Now everyone else is kind of catching up now. So that's all I had to say about that. But you are right though. I mean, well, I mean, one of the biggest things about Impact, you guys really like the industry copies you guys.
2: Yeah.
0: If you really, if you really want to be real, my brother said in a nice way. Janelle's, you know, nodded with him, but. The industry has copied you, has copied you. Yeah. When it comes to a lot of things, I remember when um, it was announced that Drew McIntyre was going to face Bobby Lashley yeah, at right. WrestleMania. Oh, and they posted the picture of them um, from, from, from
1: TNA
0: days. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. TNA Impact, Impact tweeted it immediately, and it, people laugh about it, and I chuckled about it. I was like, they don't, you guys don't waste no time, but it's something that a lot of wrestling fans don't understand is that you guys really do, you guys are really trendsetters. You guys are the first to do it, and then they go, oh, that worked there. Let's do it over here. But
1: it doesn't and always work in other places. Like, let's be does. clear.
2: No, <laughs> no, it doesn't always work other places, and I will say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And and we know we are at Impact. We know what we're doing. Um, and and we, we, we understand our place in this business in terms of, you know, what we can do, what we can't do, um, but we know that we can. We push certain people, you know. And you, you, you said earlier the old days was our truth, and then you know five years ago, before anybody would think about Bobby a world champion, he was the Impact world champion, you know. And you know, you look at our tag teams and and our ladies division and 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 our our, our ladies tag division. I mean, people of color are all throughout Impact. Mm-hmm in every aspect of the company from the office down to the ring crew and and, and all parts in between. Mm -hmm. Um, So we are a very diversified company in terms of how we want the world to see us. And if you look at it on our show, we have black, white, gay, straight, it doesn't Uh matter. We go, we go out there and we put our best talent forward and they go entertain everybody. And, and, and that's what we do. We want the world to see the best of all of us irrelevant of your starting place in life or the color of your skin or your, your sexual orientation.
0: Facts. So one of our viewers had asked, what is your thoughts on, um, put it up right here. What is your thoughts on MVP? and the hurt business and what are your takes on the pointness of the faction
2: uh, i i think the hurt business is amazing i think that picture that that m put and mvp and i are, are really close friends so um, full disclosure uh, i think the picture that m tweeted out of of him sitting down and, and and cedric and Shelton with the tag belts and bobby with the with the world title and and m in that that freaking $5000 suit just sitting there chilling I was like, that is the image of blackness that we want in wrestling forever. Like that, back when I was watching wrestling and the only black guy I knew was Rocky King getting beat up, that is the image that should go forward. And every 11 year old kid who is who is sitting there and wanting to do this, needs to look at that and go, okay, they did that, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the next thing. I'm gonna mm-hmm. step one step greater. And, and and to me, that's I love the hurt business. I love I love that whole group. I love what they're doing. Um, they're trendsetters, and, and they're killing it right now, and it's awesome. Wow, that's now, that's great.
1: You mentioned that Jim Cornette because I tell the boys I actually listen to Jim Cornette thing all the time. Mm-hmm. What was your relationship like with Jim Cornette? Because I feel like he's definitely like either you hate him or you love him. You can't um, have in between. So There is no
2: in between with James E There's no in between. But uh, <laughs> James Z e and I have always been on a great, great working and personal relationship level. Um, hell, he drove to my wedding in Miami from Louisville because he wanted to be there. So... Oh. Um, I Jim has never done or said a bad thing about me and, and we are friends to this day and, and I hold him in the highest respect because he gave me my first opportunity I understand he rubs people the wrong way and he says things but there's part of me that's you know I know Jim who's, who's the, the worker and I know Jim who's the the calculated person and I think sometimes he says things to keep people talking about him Oh oh mm-hmm. he, he, he knows how to
0: work he knows how to work
2: he's yeah. he, he he's a everyone,
1: he's a master he's a master, he's a
2: master he's a master of this business and i i think heel 101 is listening to jim cornette and he's heel 101
0: quick question um with the new generation cuz we spoke we speaking about jim cornette with the newer generation of wrestling coming along you know we have AEW really pushing with the new generation of wrestlers on their roster and everything. Mm-hmm. What are your, if you can say it, your honest thoughts of this generation of wrestlers? Because, you know, Undertaker did this little thing on the podcast, said some said some comments. Other mm-hmm. older people have some comments about this current generation. So I would love a vet of this of the business to, to tell me what, what he
2: thinks. Uh, I think this... Current generation is an evolution of the business. Um, thank you. you. Look back on any sport, let's take the NFL. Okay, and in 1960,
0: Chicago Bears fan. We know, we know you're a Chicago Bears fan. You know it.
2: Look, you know it. But let's say <laughs> in 19, 1960 and 70, to tackle a guy, you could clothesline somebody, where you can't do that now. So it the game is not the same as it was in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s but the game is just exciting today in 2021, 22. Um, mm-hmm. It's a different game, but that's because the world is different. I think I equate it back to wrestling in terms of the talent is different now. They take, take a, a different degree of risks that I have never, I would never have taken. Um, they wrestle in a manner that I didn't do back then. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just saying that's the evolution of where we are today And they're doing the best they can, given the situation. Just like I did the best I could, given my situation. Just like Ron Simmons did the best with his situation. So it's just a product of the day. And for one generation to take a crap on the next or say it's not as good, that's wrong because it's almost like saying, you know, the guys who play in the NFL now go, hey, those guys who played in the 80s are crap. But without them, you wouldn't be here today. Yes. So it is just a step. It's just the building blocks of how the business has grown. So I give props to the generation that's going now. I wish they'd slowed down a little bit in the rain, but <laughs> I can't, I won't say anything negative or disrespectful of them because they're going out there and putting in work just like I went out there and put in work.
0: But dealer, like, I like to always say that you and X-Pac are, in my eyes, Ahead of the curve when it came to y'all matches, you know, with you, you always know how to get the best out of anybody. I seen you fought Jeff Jarrett, Mark Henry, the list goes on. Tag team action, you always, you was always the perfect blend. And even with the X Pac, I remember you was on his podcast. You talked about your whole little European um, beef. He, you mm-hmm. said some. You said you don't appreciate X Pac because you're so like you hated him so much until you go back you realize oh no he was nice he was Mm -hmm. nice 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 and even with you where i give you the credit because you see the bigger picture when it comes to wrestling one thing i noticed within your career is you understand the the bigger picture mark Mm -hmm. henry you know he Mm -hmm. actually to be a, a like a chauffeur you took as much time on screen, you did all the little stuff. It was just like, you understand everything. Ace, ace. your mannerism, your faces, mm, me mugging. The littlest thing. And you said on another podcast. Yes, I watch all your podcasts every time you on it. Yes, 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 I do. You said you put a capitalize as much as you can. I'll probably butch what you said. As much TV time as you can. The head nod, everything like that. Yo, to this day, I still do it. When I eat
1: something,
0: I go. <laughs> I mean, we even correlate to sex sometimes too. When you go down with a
1: girl. Actually, no, no, no.
0: No, you keep your head straight, and then you never mind.
1: No, never mind. No, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. See my no. phone. Cause, no,
1: because the only phone, phone knows, knows. We we not about to go into that.
2: We no. ain't
0: we ain't going there no i'll just say we just do it as a joke <laughs> like yo gotta do the d lo down there i don't know what you mean dogs like yo That's... you understand the bigger picture so you talking about <laughs> yo? can we stop we got no 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 no, no. <laughs> no. i'm gonna say this you say what you said about the newer generation i really feel that it came out of place out of love it wasn't hate you just said y'all great and i hear it when you say when you're not when you're talking when you talk about um the division. The Woo-wee. amazing Woo-wee. rat what
3: Woo.
0: up Woo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know that's just dogs but when you talk about the x division it's it's just like that what was that match it was like two pay-per-views ago it was like um someone came in it was like a um royal rumble style i forgot what's it was called and the way you called that match dogs Oh my God! I know a couple of times that you you died and came back to life because the excitement <laughs> was real. So I know that you love this new generation. I love how you gave it props, or you gave it very constructive criticism. Man, I like that. I just had to say that. Well, I, well, you were weren't you like lead um, agent for that um, that TNA show Gut Check or something ooh, of that? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So since we're talking about talent and all this other thing. We have a large amount of people who are wrestlers in the independent scene. So what kind of advice would you give a person who's in the independent scene looking to get signed? Good question. That's what would you name. be looking for and, and what could what, what should they be doing to get attention from bigger, bigger companies?
2: I, I will say this. Um, the things that I look for, and, and I still am head of talent relations even while talking on doing commentary. I have multiple jobs inside the company. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. The it's one thing. Checks. The one thing <laughs> that I, the one thing that I look forward to and I look at the most is find something that separates you from the pack. We all know the same ninety-nine wrestling moves. Okay, what makes your headlock different than his? What makes your armbar different than that guy's or that girl's? Separate yourself. Try to branch out and be different. And that will make me notice you. Now, give me something to look at. Let me see how you put a match together. Let me see your your psychology of how you build a match. And it's not about a move, okay? One or two moves is never going to get you hired. I can guarantee you one conversation that's never taken place in the wrestling office anywhere. No one has ever said, I'm going to sign that guy because his move set. That has never happened, okay? But you'll get signed by your psychology of the business knowing how to invoke the greatest response of the crowd that is either in the arena or at home.
3: Mm. Now,
2: give me a look. Let me see you look like a wrestler. You take pride in what you're wearing out Hold there. on, hold on, hold on. What does that pride mean? Pride. No,
0: Dilo,
2: let's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I want yeah. you to break that down
0: because I've been saying this on this podcast for how long? And I was called Nate. But talk, talk to him. Let's preach, Mr. Dilo. Take pride in yourself.
2: Look like a wrestler. Your gear. Don't go out there in sneakers and jean shorts and a a white beater shirt. Look like you belong, look like you're somebody. Invest a couple hundred dollars in what you're going to wear to the ring because your persona, your body is your vehicle and that's what you're trying to sell to people. And if you don't take pride in that, then how would you expect a person who is paying or going to pay to take pride in you if you don't take pride in yourself? That's number one. So look the part. Take yourself to the gym, not Jim's barn grill. Take yourself to the gym. Look like an athlete. Okay. Look, I will tell you this. I came in, I was a fat type of dude when I first had WWE. But I was told if I want to stay there, I better look like I wanted to park. And if you look at how over the over the course of two or three years, my body completely changed because I you wanted to slim down. I you wanted, to, I you wanted to be there. I wanted to look the part. I wanted to just, I didn't want to be, there's a difference between being a TV wrestler and a guy who wants to wrestle on weekends. It's weekend warriors and they're career criminals. Career criminals are the guys who get a check from this every week, every day. That's all we do. So look like you want to be there. Because people see you on TV, they may not know what you do, but you want them to know that you do something. Like you're not the normal dude or girl because you're taking pride in the way you look and you carry yourself. Um, and then be professional. Be professional the way you write email. Be professional the way you speak. Be professional the way you handle yourself in the locker room because this is a very small business. And I don't care who you are, it takes one or two phone calls to find out what you're really like. Facts. And it, takes, it takes one or two phone calls. So when you send me a, an email and you're like, hey, this, this person, this person, and I trained with him, Odds are I probably have that person who trains you phone number my phone and I will make phone calls. And that's something I do on a regular basis. Hey, bro, tell me about Russell B who just said that you're the reference. Okay, cool. Done. So those are the things that I look for. Those are the things that that will impress those, and not just me, but AEW office or the WWE office or Pro Wrestling Noah or New Japan. It's all... You may think this business is enormous, but it's very small. In the fact that, you know, I have the phone numbers of the five major offices around the world that I can call or talk to, or they can call or talk to me. And just because we're different companies, don't mean we don't talk.
0: Ooh. So I got a question. Um, I just you know I don't play devil's advocate, right? So let's say mm-hmm. that I'm an indie star, or whatever, and mm-hmm. like you tell me about my dress code, right? You said say exact, same exact thing, right? But I said, but D-lo, man, you know what about dudes like Billy Kidman that when he was in, in, in the um in Ravens flock, he wear a wife beater with his shorts and stuff like that. John mm-hmm. Cena, That's what about part of the gimmick? Uh, no, listen, Janelle, I understand that, but people will really will say this in the comments. People will really tell me, you or my brother. And saying that one of y'all should have should have said this. I'm just, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate. But D-Lo, you know, what about John Cena? He was wearing this, mm-hmm. that, and third. But D-Lo, you know, what about um that dude in your company? The um He was with the Wolves. The name's skipping my mind. Oh, my. He's from Boston. Um, oh, Eddie, I Ed- oh Eddie,
1: Edwards. Eddie Edwards.
0: Eddie Edwards. But D-Lo, you know, look at Eddie mm-hmm. Edwards, you know? X, Y, Z. They named Catlin's people,
2: Orange casty, whatever. So, mm-hmm. what would be your response to that? My response is: Do you want to be like one person that got lucky and was able to wear something different, or do you want to be a wrestler? Because there's there's an exception to every rule, and do you want to follow the trend of the one who was who was the exception to the rule, or do you want to follow the rule? And the odds of you being the next one, the exception of the rule, are slim to none, because obviously the company's already got one. Who's wearing jean shorts or who's wearing a certain look mm-hmm. so which route do you want to take to try to get signed and yes i understand everyone's gonna go what about what about what about i will then give you you solicit off four or five wrestlers i'll give you 500 who look like they belong in a ring i'd rather follow the 500 and get an mm-hmm. opportunity that way
3: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But d you know, what if, like, the whole um, weight part is I can't lose the weight in my gut because I, have a, um, I had a rare disease. So what are you telling them then? Just Make
2: yourself yourself look, like a, make yourself look like an athlete. Not everybody's got to be Ultimate Warrior, okay? Not everybody's got to be, think... you know, Bobby Lashley. The wrestling business is, it, it, it draws from society. It's a microcosm of society. So not everybody walks around and and a girl who's a size two, you know, and a dude who's got a 30 32 inch waist. But do the best you can 29. for the frame that you're in. Be the best, be the best you can be. You know, awesome Kong was not a bikini model, but she still looked the part. You know what I'm saying? She did the best she could with her frame. Be the best you can with what you're given.
0: Dilo I want to tell you thank you, because I've been preaching what you've been saying on this podcast about looking the part of looking like a wrestler, but I was called a hater. <laughs> thank you. Because I like going to the gym. And people's like, because you like going to the gym, you don't understand. I was like, no, you must look like a wrestler. Thank you for a legend solidifying what I said. Lord. <laughs> well, it's just... Did not- you like to ask the great d a question? No, 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 but like yo, yo, bro. But you have to understand though, bro, you have to come from like you never been fat ever in your life, so you kind of can't say nothing. It's a catch 22, so you never been fat, you never been in that world. But people will shun you like you don't know how it feels, you don't know that, so your opinion is kind of invalid. I get what you mean, I agree with you. Like, yo, if you really want to lose the weight. Like just like D the first two years in WWE, he definitely looked better. He was brawling and everything like that. I agree with both of y'all, but then again, I'm also the guy that who was close to 200 pounds and made that excuse. But the thing is, so so I'm gonna tell you this right now before before because you know wants to ask an important question. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to go to the gym because of our genetics. What I have to be in the gym five days a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to be doing cardio five days a week. Plus, my coach doesn't play that shit. That's just what it is. And I don't look like Bobby Lashley, so I can't even say that. But Janelle, go ahead to your question. But I, like I was saying, I was Janelle's right. I
1: talking about weights and stuff. I'm like, listen, I want some funny stories. and I want we coming down to the end. <laughs> you know, they got all serious. I was you like, you want some uh, funny
0: stories, D.Lo? Want Come some on, are funny-
1: allowed. So it's actually kind of a two-part thing. So the first part of it okay. is who was the funniest person in the locker room, and the oh, second part is which locker room, is...
0: Janelle, which locker room?
1: WWE. You gotta
0: you know, say that, dog. His
1: most of his career was. And then the second part of it is what's the biggest joke you've done? Cause you're oh, not, you're just man. equally probably bad. So who's okay. the funniest, and what jokes have you done?
2: Okay, so without a doubt, the funniest ever in the locker room was Owen Hart. Like, he could make you laugh at the drop of a dime. He would, he would rib you in a good way. He would, he would tell jokes. He would say the slyest thing at the perfect time. Even in the middle of a tense situation, he'd say the perfect thing would make everybody laugh. Like, you could be in that moment where everyone is ready to fight. And he'll say something and everybody just stop and go, what are we doing? This is crazy. So Owen Hart was the absolute best. And we all know that dude. We all have that dude or a girl in our life where they, they're that witty and they say it right there, right? Mm-hmm. That, times it by a thousand, that's Owen Hart. Now, the funniest thing I ever... Oh. <laughs> what can I say on a podcast that the statute of Limitations hasn't run out on? Um... <laughs>
1: Uh,
2: oh, uh, I've I've hidden cars on people before, like they were stolen. Um, Wait, what? Oh yeah, I, I've taken keys out of bags, gone outside, found the car, you know, pushed, doo doo. Oh, there you go, and moved it, and then I'll walk with them as they're going to look for the car, and be like, what the? Where's my? Where's my? So I've done that, and all time snickering. Um. <laughs> Uh I've put Nair in body lotion bottles. This ain't funny. Oh. Uh, yes, I've I done that. Wow. And I replaced chocolate with X-Lax.
1: Oh, that's dirty. That's yeah. dirty. That's messed up. My, my stomach I ain't
2: going to tell you who or when. I'm just telling you some of the stuff I did. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Right. So so I didn't go that Because I, I definitely so like, was going Whose car? Who who's I am not I'm, I'm gonna change the names protect the innocent.
1: That's fair because there's still know, good I'm
2: stories. Just, I'm just telling you what I did. So oh,
1: like that's a lot, that's a lot of effort to be like, yo, I'm gonna go into someone's bag, take their key. Oh, <laughs> come on, that's when effort. To
2: have, when you, it, you got it, The best ribs are the ones that take effort. You go in there and put work in, and then at the end you sit back laughing and giggling. And it's funny for a half hour watching them walk around the park and look for their car.
0: So, quick question because I'm the, I'm the depressed deep one here. Um, Clearly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, girl! <laughs> Clearly. Um, <laughs> what, how did you get out of the funk of the business? Because the business always breaks down a lot of people. Most people when you when you hit that wall, that time when you're just like, "Yo, I like, I don't know if I'm gonna continue doing this." How did you continue going forward?
2: Um. Everything I say or do has a the feeling of Ron Simmons because he's he's like my biggest teacher. So when I repeat stuff and I say stuff, it's just me regurgitating the things that Ron told me. So when I go in, you asked the question of how did I get through the funk of the business. I remember Ron sitting down with me one day, and I was I was kind of depressed. I just dropped the you know the European title, and didn't know if I was ever going to be back in a picture of it again or what have you. And and Ron looked at me. and he goes. He goes. Don't try to make sense out of a nonsense business. At a bar. And, and when he told me that it just all kind of went <sighs> and then it kind of hit me it's like you know what this is it's just wrestling it's not life or death it's just wrestling thank you dilo thank you so so yes it's serious yes it's a lot of money yes it's 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 big time pressure At the, end of the day it's, it's just wrestling i'm not caring uh-huh. cancer i'm not out there trying to find the covid vaccine I'm just wrestling.
0: Um, I got a question. I hate to bring this up Mm -hmm. because I have to ask you this. What advice that you will give to a wrestler that injures somebody in the ring that ended their career? You know, those who may not I I I hate to bring this up because it's just like it doesn't define your career, but Mm. what of like Dang, d don't get offended, man. But I, I'm, like, I'm, not... I'm like, i not like. I want to ask this question: What advice Shoot. do you give to people just in case they may hurt somebody and their career prematurely? What advice do you, would you give to people out there? You know, um, I've got the young man's name, Janelle Draws. This. It, draws, it draws. Oh, yeah, yes. So, I knew
1: yeah. he would say what I knew. Yeah, he but was talking about
0: yeah. So that situation, you ended his career. You know, it's. I know y'all watched the, the film, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Things happen. So what advice mm-hmm. that you give to somebody that who who, who went through a similar situation?
2: Um, my advice is if you go into the ring to injure somebody, then you you should own it and live with it forever. If you go into the ring and it's an accident happened, it is no different than driving on the road and someone hits you going through a red light. Accidents happen. Um, we're not, we're not doing ballet out there. There still is, you know, what we're doing is a work, but it's still a physical sport where every second, every time you do something, you take your life or you take your opponent's life literally into your hands. Um, there was one point that I was literally ready to leave the business over over the accident with Draws. Um, and talking to him and talking to Jim Ross, they talked me back into it. And from that point forward, I lived my life and my business not just for me, but for the both of us. Because one career ended, it'd be, a, it'd be a damn shame for two careers to end. So now I live my career doubly because I'm working for myself and I'm working for Darren.
0: Dang. Mm. So let's liven this up real quick because we're down a little dark hole. So,
1: right. See, I try to live it up, and y'all just see. We, keep,
2: we keep going down these rabbit holes that are like really dark. <laughs> I'm they, about they just, to turn my what, light out. What,
1: like, what do you is, understand? Bring, bring they've up been up. they've been talking about you for two years, and they want to say, ask you the saddest stuff. I'm like, it's, guys,
0: nah, but it's, it's but, okay. But, 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 <laughs> but okay, the, the question I got for you though is, I know you married, I know you got kids, but you are the <laughs> man. In the and you were living during the, the
3: 90s. Ooh.
0: And you were on the road. You was and on commercial, dogs. one collect with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> how did you maintain, how did you control yourself Ooh. when you out here being the double du- double champion out in these streets? Because you know, back in the day
2: just want to know real quick. Just- um... <laughs> I will tell you that the guy I am today is a far cry the guy I was back then, and the guy I am today is is very happy in my life. But the guy I was back then—that's part the reason I got divorced. And I'll leave it at that. I oh. think that
1: that yeah, that says I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm a
2: i li- am I'm, li- I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a far different dude than I was back then.
1: What was the uh, switch? When what when was that turning point for you? Where you were just like, all right, I, I can't be any streets <laughs> or like it, 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 it comes a point in your life and
2: you're like i, I i'm ch- what am i chasing and why am i chasing it and everything i'm chasing i'm running past what i already have and what i have is pretty damn good so why why keep chasing what i don't need when i when i have something pretty damn good right here really good here that's a so mm-hmm. stay here stay where you supposed to be and life gets so much better. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. So,
1: I have another question in your agent mind because you have a yes. really good mind and focal point. Who is the hottest free agent in the business right now?
2: Oh, that's a hard question, right there. Wow, give us five. Give us five. That's a lot.
1: Even in general,
2: Even in general, it's a hard question because you know, they're. Very few people on the national level who are free at the moment.
1: I mean, I know and one that I heard a little birdie said that some impact was looking at. So
2: who's who's that?
1: You know that just you got released me. from WWE.
2: You tell me. We talking about You tell me. I can't. Me. <laughs> I can't speak on contracts while they're in their ninety-day holding period.
0: He's not on a ninety holding holding
2: period. We heard.
0: Correct. I and he I,
1: heard, I heard I heard he never had he has no cause. So let's let's I, keep I,
2: talking about this. I don't I don't speak on contracts. I will just say this. <laughs> I look for talent and if I find talent, I try to go get it. <laughs> Where do you do you so but but go back to the question?
0: Who um, five
2: people? You, you know that at? once again, that's a hard thing. Like there are so many young independent wrestlers out there who are who are, who are doing their stuff, even in a global pandemic, they're still all falling out and, and doing work and putting work down. Um, to, to, to put one or two names out there would undersell 15 others. So I'll give you uh, some
0: names, bro. Uh, I'll give you some okay. names. Uh-huh. I'll give you some names. I need you to look at the, this tag team. There's, the, there's two tag teams I need you to look at. Okay. They're called the main event. Yeah. They're both named main event. Yep. They, they are they, they do a fo- they, Do they do a football gimmick? Yes, that's no. one That's one of, that's one no. of them. No, that's one of them. That's one of them. One of them does a football gimmick. There's another yeah. one called Midwestern that does a circus gimmick. Check them okay. out.
2: Already Check have. them out. Also, have you heard
0: about Broadway. Ken Broadway? Ooh. Ken Broadway.
2: No, but you can send me some stuff. You got my number. Send me some stuff. I will send you some Ooh. stuff.
0: He, Ooh, he is with I... Hogg. He is with Hogg. Mm-hmm. And he is one of the he is one of the premier faces of the Northeast community.
2: Send me some stuff. Um, if, if you can get over in the Northeast, you can get over anywhere. So send me some stuff.
0: Ooh. Janelle, Janelle, how about you you give him some names? I know Janelle's Janelle has a good eye for talent.
1: I mean, I'm pretty I already know you've seen the match. Um a few matches probably from Darius Carter. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that's one particular. Um, Who else? Oh my god, there's so many people. I feel like I'm about to put over, and I don't really
2: want to. Here we do, (laughs) Janelle. Since you're the aficionado, get my number (laughs) now. Get my number, my email address. Send me some stuff. Okay, you can send me some. Go, hey Dilo, check out this person.
1: I, I, You know what, I definitely will because I feel like, I think that's the the one thing that we had interviewed Shane Taylor a few weeks ago. And the conversation that we had on camera was basically like, we need to be able to come together and help each other. And I feel yes. like sometimes in yes. the business, we feel like people's always me, me, me. And I mean, obviously it's a me kind of business, but the bigger picture, especially for people that look like us. We need to all be like this and not fighting each other and being able to help one another. So you saying that alone is just like, listen. Yeah, it's big. I
2: mean, it's good. We okay. gonna, so,
1: people can get opportunities.
2: Remember, I told you I come from the, 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 the rule of Ron Simmons. And one of the things that Ron always told me is when you kick the door down, your first obligation is to turn around and reach back and pull somebody through with you. hmm that's your number one goal. That's the first thing you do. If you can kick the door down, you're looking to kick it down, pull somebody through with you. So it's all about giving people opportunity. I can't, I can't give you anything other than opportunity. It's all on you. But I'm going to help you get in that position where you can have that opportunity for you to fulfill your dream. Dilo, have you heard of Darius Carter? Yes, yes, I have. Okay, yeah, I, have I friends I, in I, I have friends in the northeast, so. People always tell me, hey, Remember, you need to check out did, this guy.
1: He did the seminar at Warriors that we wanted to sneak mm. into to meet him. He should have
2: stuck in. <laughs> we could. Oh, yo,
0: one more team. Prolific.
1: But he that's the match he saw the, um,
0: at Warriors. He's at Danny Warriors. Carter. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you missed <laughs> yeah. 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 um Marcus Marquis. Yeah.
1: But Danny, I do have brother. two
0: people that you should definitely check out. My guy, you know, he's probably the the um the thickum crew, my son big time Yaya. he's a young dude, <laughs> he's from no kind line, originally from New York. I'm telling you
1: he, he in terms of think of like when you like he actually kind of reminds me like when mm-hmm. you do the frog slash, he does mm-hmm. a swanton off the top rope, and he's mm-hmm. definitely a thickham so to do that mm-hmm. like. In mm-hmm. his size, it's, mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous. Definitely
0: check them out. And another dude you should definitely check out is um, Darius Lockhart. This man, mm-hmm. check him out. Check him so, out. Check him out.
1: So since we're scouting, said,
0: since we're scouting, go, go ahead. I'll, right. I'll help you understand Darius. Think Darius as not a seasoned Jonathan Gresham. He's in that type of, like, technical
2: match. OK, so, so just flat out wrestle, wrestle, good wrestling, good technique, just not, yeah. as, not yeah. as experienced.
0: Not as, it's not as polished as Jonathan. If okay. you're going to give up that type of feel, that's what he is. Like, he's wrestled in England.
3: Mm-hmm. He's
0: wrestled all over the Carolinas. Like, he's the he's, little...
1: he's He's on, I think he's on the For The Culture show down in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's one of the first few matches he's been because he's been injured. That's really why he hasn't really been seen. He's mm-hmm. been um, nursing an injury, but definitely we're gonna send you some stuff. We we're not even gonna take all the time. Please, 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 about, please, send me about.
2: look, send me some stuff. And I know uh, down in Tampa, I'm popping into a few shows and just
1: oh, we people definitely just... got a LinkedIn because I you know, am I'm, I'm there.
2: <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna be down there. I know I'm I got well. I'll be I'll be fully vaccinated by then. Hallelujah. Um, so uh, I'll be down there just you know creeping and watching stuff, you know. And I'm yeah. part of the creep. I'm part of the creep squad, you know what I'm saying.
0: Woo! <laughs> oh NYC so Wrecking Crew, don't forget about them. NYC Wrecking Crew. There was they performed in the Impact Hog Show. There was tag team, yep. Oh. NYC Wrecking Crew. Yes, oh. don't forget about them. Yeah, we, we that's our bad. We forgot yeah, that's about that. God said, Yo, my bad. My bad. It, it, it's money. okay.
2: Compile the list. Send me an email. We're get
1: a list but, together. Yeah, we're, like, we're gonna be professional. Send
2: me, send me some stuff because you know I, I literally we also, I
1: we also want you to keep if you can, like July, you know, just, just keep it July open, you know.
0: Nah, just say we're doing a show in July called <laughs> Java Slam.
1: <laughs> no, Your we,
0: wrestling on say. this. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> D if you can, if you're in the area, you know. Please. Nah, we'll buy a
1: no, I'll file we'll you. I'll like, we'll you
0: out. Yeah. will you, you out.
2: That, that's what a strong black woman does. Just call a brother that's out. Don't only, don't like... don't beat around the bush. Just put it right out there. Uh, I'll buy I will take take it. It. I, if, if 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 I am free and you guys will have me, then be nah. I'll be there.
0: No. you'll be the guest like,
2: commentator. I'll put it. <laughs> I'll put it there. I'll I'll go out. Now you can't afford to get <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, know what? you you're probably right though. No, you're right. you right. There's, high, listen, right. there's a budget. Yeah, <laughs> I, look. Okay. Fall on a budget,
2: ain't there's nothing wrong with that. Ain't no damn no, thing wrong with that.
1: Especially when it's worth it. Trust mm-hmm. me. <laughs> um, wow. I have one last question and I think we're gonna probably just wrap up. Everyone has like, one last question left. Okay. It's probably one of the questions that I feel like we all talk about internally and we just like create groups and factions. But if you were to, not replicate, cause you can't, you know, duplicate what you guys did in a nation. But if you could- oh, good question. Kind of make your own 2021, 22 version of nation, who would you put in it? Um,
2: I think the Hurt Business is doing a good job of being a nation without being a nation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, think it, I, I think they're doing a really good job of, of kind to recreating what we were and making it 2021. So I dig what they're putting down. I like what they're doing. So to me, they're the closest thing to a nation since there was the nation.
0: Ooh. Ooh. I like that. I like that's
1: volumes. That.
3: Shout that's, out to MVP. That's, that's, that's-
1: Really, MVP, like I just that's I, all MVP. Like, like, it's just it's crazy that you know, a year and a half ago, we were all like, you know, he was he did the rumble, then he came back and was like, I'm just gonna do one or two matches and then I'm out. Mm-hmm. And then now, full circle, like now, you, you we're about to see Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre at the biggest stage of them all it's with lacking. MVP by his side. Like, it is. Uh-uh.
2: And that's, that's another brother. I, I will give props, to because he's another guy who, is, who has reinvented himself every few years and kept himself relevant in wrestling and as a man of color to keep himself in this business, to walk away from it, to go to a different company, to find himself back there. And then to call his shot, like you said, I'm only going to do one or two matches. I'm only going to do this. And now he's part of the hottest thing in wrestling right now. And and he's the mastermind behind it. Like M yeah. is my boy, I love him, and he's he's one of those dudes that he's also redefining what it is to be a black wrestler in the world of wrestling.
0: Mm. Honestly, he's slowly being in the same rank as a Paul Heyman because if he continued to do this, continue to enrich talent, where he did Bobby um, Shelton and Cedric, yo. That's the next career move. He's gonna be a manager, and so far, you're doing a great job. I love to see what he will do with a woman.
2: Man, can't wait. Now that so, didn't sound right. I'm gonna skip past that. Dang, dang, dang. But I, I will say this: that M is a talker, and talkers are always gonna make money in this business. And M, and this can, is why I like that. You
0: cleaning up for me? Thank you. He can. He can. He no can choice. Well, come on, man. That was
2: X-rated. M yeah. can. <laughs> <laughs> it was and, rough I and, was
1: just sitting here like oh
2: boy that was a rough cut right there I'm be honest I didn't know where you were going with that like
1: but, that, but guess I'll, what that's exactly how we feel every week on the Jabba T's podcast you just got an introduction I, I feel it. I'm sitting there like oh how do I clean this up
2: uh, woo that's why I was trying to make, let me bring this back to wrestling okay so <laughs> M is a talker and he is one of those guys who have the gift of Gabby. He was given that brilliance that he can just he can spit lyrics and he can go toe-to-toe with anybody. And that is a guy who needs to be around wrestling, not only in front of the camera, but behind it. Because that's yes. a guy who's influential to the to the wrestling community. He's influential to the locker room. And when you're in front of the camera, he is money when the red light is on.
0: Oh. So I'm gonna ask a question about um,
2: one of my favorite. As long as we don't, as long as the question is not what M would do with a woman, I just don't want to go. No, 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 no. 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 This is um. This is my question is
0: about uh, my favorite wrestler, and that question is when you worked with The Rock, right? Of
1: Um, course, he did.
0: did. Did you think he was gonna get to the level that he's at, like right now, or even? To that mega superstar level that he was when he was in the E?
2: If anyone saw The Rock, including Rocky in 1997, and thought he would become this worldwide megastar, and they told you they could see it happening, they were lying to you. No one saw this coming. Rocky didn't see this coming, but what you did see, and I've said this before, you saw the work ethic that he put in when not on camera, you saw the, you saw practicing the promos, you saw the dedication to the gym, to the diet, to looking the part and then studying the game. He and I watched countless hours of matches sitting in the Red Roof Inns all around this country, studying our craft, okay? Wow. Based on his dedication, you knew he was going to be something. You knew he was going to will his way to something. Then you add in him getting very comfortable on the ring. You add him getting comfortable on the mic. And then perfect timing where his character just took hold. And, you know, at the same time, there's a guy called Steve Austin who's on the other side. And he's this perfect good guy against The Rock who's this perfect bad guy. And they came together like, you know, Batman and Joker. And it was just perfect timing. And that's what allowed both of them to just blow the roof off buildings. Now, did I see it coming? No, but I had the best seat in the house to watch it and it was freaking awesome.
0: <laughs> I love it. So, I
2: love it. Um, I have a question. Um,
0: what was one talent or a couple of talents that you was wrong about? Oh in a good way, in a good way. Meaning yeah, like Houston have yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, oh, that, you're person, saying, you're like, like, wow. he don't have it, he won't be a mega, so he won't be champion, then years you know, later I, he's champion.
2: I remember saying <laughs> I was like, I remember saying about Mark Henry. I don't think he's ever going to get it. I don't think Ooh. he's he's going to he's going to put it together. And Mark proved me wrong instantly because he was he, Mark. had come from that. He didn't come up. He came a wrestling fan, but he always was in combative sports where he wrestling got to give yourself to your opponent. It's hard to explain, but Mark was very stiff and didn't get it at first. He's very rigid, and then. Year, You know, a few years later, I remember sitting there going, "Who? I missed that boat. And Mark Henry is more than I ever thought I'd ever thought. Like he is. He's phenomenal. He's, he's there are things he does that are that are better than most people. And, and, and yeah, I missed that boat on Mark Henry. And I told him that I was like, Hey, Mark, we first got together. Who, boy. <laughs> no, oh, okay. you know,
0: it's, it's hard because a lot. I started wrestling. And giving my, it's been, that's been my hardest thing is being like loose mm-hmm. and not grabbing somebody and tossing them across. i like yesterday in practice, we were doing Irish whips into the buckle, Ooh. and I literally grabbed the person, I didn't even grab them that hard. I pulled them, tossed them over, and red Did you give them the whip flash, like
1: what's wrong? No,
0: but I it wasn't even that hard. But red, red came up to me, was like, yo. Don't pull somebody like that. You gotta loosen up, Wilkins. Because if you pulled me like that, because I'm older in the business, you would have pulled my my, my shoulder out my socket. Like, oh. but it's so hard because when you're coming from a sport where everything is stiff and you mm-hmm. gotta like get tight, because that's powerlifting. It's, it's creating tension and then pushing through it. So I understand what you're saying, It It is hard, and the fact that he became where he is. Is phenomenal, and you knowing that you just have a good eye for the biz because it is hard to transfer. So I can't even blame you for digging that. It,
2: it, it's very hard, and, and, and in every sport, when you're trying to do something productive to the sport, like you said, you tense up, you you increase your your body focus. Where in wrestling, you've got to let go. It's the polar opposite. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's why a lot of a lot of MMA guys have a lot of hard time transitioning over because they're used to defending themselves. Where in wrestling, you got to give yourself. Um, it, it'll take too long to explain, but it's just it. It, it takes it, it, it's a hard transition, and and when you have always come from your 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 natural instinct is to protect yourself. Where wrestling is, you don't protect yourself; you let yourself go. It's. One of the Just hardest the barriers, it's one of the hardest barriers to get over when training is to let yourself go. Mm, mm, mm.
1: So we um, are kind of once again in WrestleMania season. Like now, life is seeming a little, little normal here and there. <laughs> um, and you know, they are announced. I'm telling you, this Hall of Fame class is like ridiculously good, and it makes me upset that it's not in front of fans. But my question to you is, when that time comes, because we know it's gonna come, when the nation is gonna go into the WWE Hall of Fame, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. We just gonna wait for mm-hmm. your invite, but. Who would you like? Who would you envision inducting you guys?
0: Wow, that's a great question.
2: Um, <laughs> Thanks, that's Bob. a hella question. That's a hella question. <laughs> uh, I think. I think if the nation is is fortunate enough to get the invite and the call to the hall, there's only one person that can induct us, and that's Ron Simmons inducting us all. Um. He's, well, he's the architect, population. but he's the architect. He's the leader. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> and and he is, he, he, he is strong enough that he can induct himself into the hall of fame. That's Ron Simmons. That's That's out was, that'll be the second one, right? That'll be the huh? second one.
1: Yeah. That'll a- be
2: the second one. Cause he's in by himself. Oh, He's Mark, in his wrong Simmons. Yeah, It'll be Mark's second, second one. It'll be Godfather's second one. It'll be Rocky and I's first one. But you know, rocky Rock got a whole hold ring, wing, wing of the Hall of Fame to himself. It's just waiting yeah. for him to move in.
1: <laughs> they <his> right.
2: <laughs> it's just waiting for him to move in. Um, but yeah, everyone would, everyone would, except for Rocky and I would have two uh, Hall of Fame rings. But if if I'm ever fortunate enough to be even considered for that, to be a blessing, and and we'll see, we'll see.
0: Okay. One question, if I don't ask this, people will get on my head. It was when DX did blackface. Yeah. I, how you felt then and how you felt now about it. Like, I, wow, that was improper English. Yeah, Sorry, no, I, we got you, we got you, we no, got we you. Understand. I,
2: I, I got the gist of at least that's framed better than them and a woman. <laughs> than um, the other
1: way. <laughs>
2: yeah, the, the last one. Um what I felt in, in, in 98 when it was being done, I was totally on board with it because I thought it was a way of sparking our feud and showing the, the deeper rivalry between the two of us. Now, looking at it back in 21 mindset, um, I wish we could have done it without Blackface. I, I wish we'd have gone the route without going there because if you'd taken Blackface away, that skit would have been perfect still. Um, mm-hmm. so I mean that's the one thing that at the time and obviously we all grow um, I didn't take offense to it until I got a little more learned and a little more a little more seasoned to me as a as a person, as an individual and, and look, I love the skit, I wish we could have done it without blackface
0: yeah, like, think about it right now even if they didn't have black faces, to see somebody in the big fat suit, x uh, it'd still funny. be
2: fun. It would, be right. if, you, <laughs> if you took blackface out of there, it would still be a, a hella skit where it would still create and and, and fuel the rivalry. I think, still gonna <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to watch it tonight. i
1: going to watch that Raw tonight. My it was a good one. So,
0: so quickly, I got to ask this question. Did you really think the nation was a heel... Group Talking, to them, Sir Wilkes. because looking back at it, your feud with DX, and I think you guys, there, there was a time that you you you, you it was a three way feud between DX Nation and DX the Heart Foundation,
1: and Heart Foundation, and then um oh what was those guys on the bikes oh and he was in the Nation originally, and it's so funny yeah um, it, was was D-O-A. Like, D-O-A. it was D O A it was
3: yes D-O-A. Huh? yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. But like I felt like look like at the time, I was still a fan of the nation just because they looked like me. Cause yeah. But when you're looking back, they portrayed you guys as a heel. But all the stuff that you guys were spitting on the mic was like, we just want equal rights. We want to be respected, blah, 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 blah. And I really I really thought about it a couple of months ago. I was like, you guys were faces. Just trying to, you were legit fighting from the bottom. <laughs> but, the, but what was your opinion on it?
2: What do you think? uh I don't ever think the na- in my opinion and, and and heal our face is perspective. And from my perspective, the nation was a baby face because we were just fighting for what we we knew we deserved. and we, yes. we were speaking on what we wanted and and the what we wanted to attain. And literally we were gonna do it by any means necessary. but I don't think we I don't think we were heels. We just went. We went after what we wanted that was promised to us, and we were going to take it.
1: See, yeah. but when Rocky had the feud with Ken, I took Rocky as the heel, and all of y'all was behind him. So that's <laughs> what I thought they like y'all. Y'all slipped a few times, in like you said, it's perspective. But it's perspective. when y'all, when when Rocky hit Ken with that chair shot,
2: that's a little different. I that said, was that was healing. <laughs> okay,
1: okay, so that was
2: different that way. Okay. I didn't take it that but, way. I took if you, it that if, way. I said, if oh. you think about, but if you think about heel Rocky, heel Rocky was just take was throwing it back at the fans for the whole die, Rocky, die. So was he heel or was he just getting what he wanted? I expect. Bars!
3: Hey. Bars, Damn. bars! Damn! It was I years
0: it. to realize it made sense for him to be the nation. That was the original message. Get him what's yours. Having Rocky to be in there made sense, but not Amon Johnson because y'all beat him every single week on on, on TV. That no, made no sense.
1: That, no, that, that, but, that but, but, we, I mean, we
2: left we left him an hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: even but, with Owen having like even having Owen in the group made sense because he screwed his brother. Oh, yo, Owen was in to him, the group
1: made sense.
0: Yo, you that know what? You know what's crazy? My girl pointed this out. because My girl Kanisha pointed this out. Johns Kanisha. You guys were low- I,
2: I got Kanisha's bracelet
0: on right now. Look at that. Look.
1: Oh, there you go. Salad and props. <laughs> props,
0: respect, respect, Connection. respect. Remember when Fred Hampton had, like, different groups together of different colors, mm-hmm. and they were trying to, like, like, just find, eat, like, you know, make a, make a change in the world? She was, like, low-key that was the nation when, when Owen joined. It wasn't mm-hmm. about color. It was about doing the right thing for society. Mm-hmm. and I was like oh shit
1: and wanted to change because that's all That's all. on from the beginning of his career was just like I gotta come out of the shadow and I gotta change the game oh, yeah the Spanish dudes
2: there too Sign exactly. no, but that's,
1: yeah, the beginning of it it was like it was the United Nations to be honest yeah, with you the,
2: the whole nation <laughs> wasn't built on on black empowerment the whole nation was built on the shoulders of we need to change the system which is the which was the rainbow coalition fred and, hampton and and, and it, it, if if you look at what the nation did from day 1 with mm-hmm. savio and crush and ron to every to every version of the nation it wasn't all about blackness it was all about here's what we want you're holding it back from us we're going to take it <sighs>
1: But I will say those guys I was rapping you out in the beginning, they were trash. Like, oh
2: yeah, yeah, That was, was that. <laughs> you know, it, and like, every sorry. gimmick is every gimmick's got its speed bumps along the way, and you gotta figure you, those you out. You know what?
1: It's true because you just those you, you know you throw stuff on the wall, see so if you. you, you throw in the
2: wall, see what sticks and yeah. what slides off. You get rid of. But and, I will and, just say
1: because I was watching the what was it ninety six World Rumble, mm-hmm. and I think what's his name Crush, I think he was number one. Mm -hmm. And the guys came out, and the and the other the other black dude who looked like he was a part of the nation of Islam, but he really wasn't. They all had came out with him, and he was number one. And then guess who was number two? The same person we were talking about an hour ago. Oh yeah. (laughs) But and then and then the commentary had put because I guess they were feuding, so the commentary was like, "Well, he gets two minutes alone with him," and I was just like. Oh, well, where's Austin at? Because we already know how this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what's crazy? Claire
0: Mason. Yes, that's his name. You know how when you when you look back at the nation and then everybody from the nation after the the group disbanded, everybody did well. Mm-hmm. So there was oh,
3: so, yeah. that's the yeah.
0: there was so much talent in that group. Um, Some groups, you know how a group falls apart, like, nobody does what really, does does, but <clears throat> Mark Henry did his thing, you did your thing, you know, for Ron did his thing, The Rock did, did his thing. Mm-hmm. It was such a strong, beautiful thing after it disbanded. You guys
2: were still popping after that.
3: <laughs> uh, they um, still to, pop to this day.
2: <laughs> and, and uh, you know, we're, we're still remembered to say The measure of a group And to me, I think the nation was special. Like you said, every one of us did something afterwards. The nation wasn't our high point. It was our jumping off point. Whereas a lot of other groups will fall apart and maybe it was a vehicle for one dude and he became a star. Like, you know, in the Four Horsemen, it was Ric Flair. It was built around Ric Flair. You know, the other guys kind of, you know, kind of tailed off. You know, you know, Arn and Tully kind of kind of tailed off think about the beauty of the nation is after it ended we all kept going you know godfather became intercontinental champion i became the Eurocontinental champion mark henry won the world title mark now or you know rocky not only conquered wrestling but conquered the box office and and ron is just a legend so we all kept going and and that's why the thing the nation is so special to me is nobody got left behind. Everyone achieved something after the nation, you know, went away.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think the only groups that you can kind of say that
1: Evolution, Innocence, Evolution. Evolution.
0: Evolution.
1: But it's only like
3: five groups, I think about
1: it. It's halfway with Evolution, but Evolution to me, I could think of the jumping stone, because that, you know, Randy's career. Randy jumped jumped off from there.
2: there, Batista jumped off from there, um, yeah, evolution. Um, I, I would say the
0: Shield. The Shield. The Shield's another one.
2: They, yeah, all three of those became world champions. So, you know, and and in Mox's case, become world champion in, in a different company. So, yeah, yeah um, Shields an, another good version of it. Yeah, uh, yeah but I, but it's
0: it's really you guys will, and the New Day. Say what you want, even though they did a little split, they they are pushing towards like Kobe became champion, <laughs> but they were still kind of to together. But you he know, they to this day. He's, Low key, but I just feel like what you guys did for each other, it was like a true brotherhood. That like, yo, every after you guys still did your thing, and it's, I, st- stamped, stamped into into history. And I can't wait for you to get inducted to the Hall of Fame. I know you're mad. You're super modest about it. Like, oh, yeah. right, know. like <laughs> you know, if somebody
1: sends me an invite. I'm like, man, listen, they already know.
0: You deal around, on. dogs. The real oh. deal now. You down with the brown? <laughs> you better be. That's wild. That's <laughs> wild. Yo, yo, Dino Brown made it up in the attitude. He made that move in the there, era. And yo, my favorite skit with um Teddy Long. Now, now, you're, blaming, now
1: you're blaming him.
0: No, Coach asked him, Yo, what flavor is hatering? He said vanilla because because that's the only flavor that hates. Come on, B. <laughs> Classic live with Long. That's, Teddy a, Log, that's a
1: bar, by the way. That, that's a whole
0: bar. It was him and Ronnie Mack. Come on, B. Come on, B. Come on. Yes, <laughs> D. I know you Yo, guys dogs. I want to give you some more flowers. A while ago, I read this interview with Rich Swan. And he said that you're the reason why he continued to wrestle. Let me know if this story is correct. So for people who don't know, Rich did an interview. He said that this is after he got released from WWE. He had a few signings to do. He was at a, a Comic-Con or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. And he's doing signings. I think he like, left his table and go to the restroom. He comes back. You're at his table and you tell him that he needs to continue wrestling. He, you, like, you heard him thinking about quitting and that mm-hmm. they need more faces like him more talented individuals like him in the business.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: If you really did that, thank you because what Rich has been doing lately, I I, I applaud you for, for keeping that man in the business.
1: Thank but you. listen, don't listen, tell them don't let him don't let him job out to Kenny Omega. Don't do it. Like they I hope the whatever match it is, that it's fair, it it, it showcases Rich because that's my fear. I don't want him to go de- like no
2: out lord I, I, I will i will i will say that i didn't keep rich in the business i just gave him a, i just gave him a, a piece of my mind and let him know what i was thinking about what his future should be and and rich made the decision to stay in and uh we Stop had we had a nice conversation we had a nice conversation and <laughs> and i told him what i felt and he took it to heart yeah.
0: You kept them in the business. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Long, long story short, thank
3: you. Well, we appreciate I, I,
2: you. Thank you
3: for being <laughs> bodied. But no, no. I, I
2: got I got to say that I uh, I have a front row seat to watch everything Rich Swan does, and every time he's in the ring, I consider myself blessed to see what he does out there because he's so talented. He he he's got so amazing. He is. He is a next level talent that is just scratching the surface of what he is and will be to this business. And and I hope there's an 11-year-old me sitting there watching Impact looking at Rich Swan, going, damn, I can do that because he looks like me.
0: Um, I want to ask a quick question because you guys, Impact as an organization gets a plethora of talented individuals
3: mm-hmm. who, who
0: do amazing things on your show and they leave. They go to, like, you know, bigger companies like the E AEW. And I know it's the business, and that's what's going to happen. But is there ever a part of you that's like, damn, I wish you kind of stayed, but I understand you.
2: Well, that's that's a normal part of business. business. It's, you know, if, if someone's presented with another opportunity, another challenge that they want to go after, I can't hate them for it. I just go, mm-hmm. you know what? you're doing what you feel is best for the next step in your career. So you know what I do? I go find the next man or woman up and I go I go deep down back into the lab and I find the next one. So then somebody in three years is trying to steal this person from me. That's all, that's what you do. Um, you go find that next, ta- you give an opportunity to that next talented individual and put them on a platform to show their self to the world. I mean, that's all you do. You don't, you don't hate the person leaving. You pat them on the back, you say my number, my phone is always open to you. You can call me anytime you want. Best of luck. Go kill it. Go kill it to the next level. Now my job is to focus back on what I have and and make and and elevate that up.
0: Because mm. I was a little, I was a little like, damn, Valkyrie's leaving. I I liked what she
1: was. Oh, I thought she was talking about. I thought you were going to mention EC3 Lee like his little stunt, and then him now getting signed to ROH. I thought that's what you were going to talk about.
2: I mean, nah. a lot of them. There's a lot of them, you know, who have left. You know, Ethan Page left, and you know, uh, you know, Valkyrie leaves, and, and but you know, you, you you move forward. You
1: it's it's a you, revolving door.
2: It's you happy you gave them the tools that can move to wherever they want to go. And on a selfish note, there's a piece of me in their knowledge everywhere they go. So to me, I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Go on, go on, and maybe you can help change the culture in a different locker room the way. Our, our locker room is here. Maybe you can take some that other place you go.
3: Okay. Um, Quickly.
0: Wait. Oh wait. We hold, go. On, hold on. We have to talk about the forbidden door being open. Mm-hmm. I. Know, you are super media trained, so you're not gonna give me any spicy hot take. But at <laughs> all. At all. At all. <laughs> you are trained very well. It's it's but, a lot of years in the this. Oh <laughs> man out
1: here finessing. I'm like.
0: But when the idea was approached to you guys about this crossover happening was what, what was your initial thought?
2: I thought it was something that hasn't been done in wrestling in 50 years. You know, for companies to come together or to work together or have talent jumping across borders. Um, I, I thought it I thought it'd be exciting. I I think of the dream matchups in my head like we all do, you know, as a manager mm-hmm. and go what if you know long before it was rich swan and kenny omega i was like what if rich and kenny got together what if the good brothers can go against uh, ftr you know like you think about these things and it's like the possibilities are there now before it was a never it's a guessing game you could never see these guys in the ring together you could never see the girls in the ring together now the, the door is broken down and now there's a, a free flow of of talent between companies it's an exciting time right now. I mean, if you can't if you can't take down the big dog, do something different that gets you noticed. Mm. Mm. And, and that's what we're all doing now is doing something. Because think about it. People are talking about impact in AEW. People are talking about New Japan and, 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 and impact. It's, it's, we're, we're on the, the forefront of people's minds now where a year ago, maybe you didn't think about impact in the first breath, but now you're like, one. Oh, they're going belt for belt holy hell like that's cool and and i i can't wait to see where it goes next you know i'm still in this chapter of the book but this is only the first chapter in a big big book and i can't wait to read all of it
1: right because i'm sitting here waiting for when aw is going to start using impact um women's division because you guys have the second best women's division to, in my opinion as a fan and they need all the help that they can get i'm just gonna our, say that but... our knockouts
2: our knockouts are fire every Hot. one of them they're Hot. fire Hot. like you can put any of them in a match with anybody and they're going to shine in the ring yep they are they are fire
1: Facts.
3: put
0: so the I title on
1: hope, tasha oh i, I said I that hope, out loud I mean, of course, because you know Tasha's family. So, you know, exactly. Shout
2: to Tasha Put the Steel. title on Tasha Steele. Oh.
1: So I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> she, she already got tag
2: titles. She 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 doing all right for herself right now. I
1: mean, she could be <laughs> she could be steals too. Two Two-ball belt steals, oh, yeah. Okay?
2: I I ain't hating on it. I ain't hating on it. Just uh, <laughs> come on. <man. laughs> but I'm just I'm
1: just saying I, I hope that you know because we talk about it on the podcast all the time where you know the who benefits the most and I mean as fans we all benefit as the company like you said everybody's talking about Impact now. More than they did a year two years ago, so it, it mm-hmm. ends up working out. But in terms of that cross crossover talent, my hope and my wish is that some of these impact you know impact knockouts get some of that AEW TV, and then it's that's the crossover because a lot of the crossovers have been the guys. So I'm just sitting here waiting like. Hey. So the let me, oh My phone keeps
2: falling. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let me well, let and, see.
2: But What and, about and, and Chris I, I Brady agree I agree.
0: Darby Allen.
2: What? See. See, like, I think I think the world of Chris Bay. I think you guys don't know the personal connection I have with Chris Bay. Um, I think the world of him, I think he can go out there and compete with anybody. I mean, he is like, and I think I put it over too much in commentary. I think he's like the future of the X Division because I, I next, throw too much that's flowers. Really. I throw too many flowers on him at times because I don't want to be to overshadow who he is. Um, and I would love to see him go against anybody in the AEW roster because I think his match would be on point, and I—he would steal the show. He would steal a moment, like he would take it for his own. He would own it. Um, yeah. So Chris Bay is—I give props to his, uh, his his teacher. Oh wait, that's me. Never mind. <laughs> Bars. Oh, he
1: said he said, "Hold that. Let me pat myself on the back." Uh, look, look.
2: look. Just... Remember Barry Harwitz?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: d I just want to say this from a, a viewer. He said when I was in high school, his name is Andre. When I was in high school, I used to do the D-Lo pattern head shake because you was one of my favorite wrestlers. I did it so accurately that I ended up the nickname d Later, I was nicknamed Dre'Lo, and I'm still called that by folks that went to high school to this day. Just thought you should know that the impact you had on me, no pun intended, God bless you, good sir. God bless you.
2: Uh,
0: people love you out here, d we love you. Um,
2: I, I will tell you, I'm I'm humbled and I'm 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 honored that I had impact on young fans the way Ron had an impact on me, and okay. it's just it's just an evolution of moving it down the road to inspire the next. And I am so grateful that I was put on a platform and I was given the opportunity to inspire the next generation. And the fact that. You know, I haven't been in a ring competitively in I don't know 10 years, and people still know me and appreciate the work I put down, and that's 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 humbling and I take it to the heart. So um one question. of our oh go ahead, guys.
0: Oh, I was gonna no, say this. Right one of on. our viewers just asked you this question. Shout out to Ronnie of the um Baxtery Broad podcast. Do you think Vince opens that door? Randy, sorry, my bad, King. Do you think Vince opens that door?
2: The invisible door.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't.
2: I don't. I don't. I don't ever see. In my opinion, I don't see Vince working with outside talent because that would, um, that would legitimize everybody else in Vince's world, and so I think he'll stay off on an. He'll, his company will stay off on an, an island by themselves. Um, and and he can he can have his spot. That's he owns it. He's the greatest promoter in the history of the of the wrestling business. Go on, we're just gonna take what we have over here and we're gonna do the best with it. There you go. So now special
1: facts. Um, no, I mean he mentioned that he hasn't been in the ring in 10 years. So I'm intrigued that if you ever thought about dusting those them boots off, who would you wrestle?
2: Oh, that's a good one. Wow. You know, I'd love to get in there with Moose. Like, whoa, I would uh, his okay, athleticism right. is off the <laughs> charts. Mm-hmm. So like like I'd love to get into with Moose or like an Eddie Edwards or a Rich Swan. Like those three, I'd love to get in there in the like in my prime deal. Yeah, put me in there with those three all day long.
3: Oh,
2: now if I'm, okay. if I'm gonna come out of if I'm gonna come out of retirement, because that'd be a lot of bumping too. If I'm in there with Moose. He's gonna kick my ass. Um,
3: <laughs>
2: right now, I don't know. Maybe it's tag team. <laughs> Last wait, wait till you get that
1: hot tag in and then i can
2: coming like a house of fire, man. I'll, I'll bomb it up. There's no bumps
0: oh. in the hot tag. Ooh, Prime D versus cool. Big E? I
2: don't so want to I
0: see say
2: oh know. I uh, you know what? Yeah, I mean I would love Big E'd be a good guy to go in there against Prime D'o. You know, uh, I mean uh you know. I've never had a match with, you know, Randy Orton, which would have been, which would have been fun. Wait, what? Never. Nope, nope, never. What? We kind of ah, just wait. missed, we kind of missed each other.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yep, wow, we missed each is- other. We just, we just, we, 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 we were, I was right at the tail end of mine. He was right at the beginning. And we just, we missed each other.
1: Well, yeah, because most—well, that's most—but the beginning of his career, he was injured a lot too. Yeah, he, yeah, he, was, he
2: He he first came in and he blew his shoulder out like yeah. right away in like one of his first couple of matches. I did And know. then I was gone. I went to Japan. That's when he blew up. And then when I went back there in '08, he was off doing his thing, and I came in for a minute and then bounced right back out again. So we never.
3: Wow. We okay. never, we never
2: got to be in the ring together. So I, I love that. I think he's, I think he's tremendous a tremendous in ring talent.
0: Yeah, he's he's amazing. How was your time
2: in Japan? I know we Gosh. gotta
0: go soon, but how was your time in Japan? Can you like talk to us a little bit about that?
2: Um in Japan, okay, here in America wrestling is a show. Okay, it's it's theater and the round, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Japan wrestling is the third most popular sport in the country behind baseball mm-hmm. and sumo. So, they don't look at it as entertainment. They look at it as legitimate sport. So, you're treated like any pro athlete that's in Japan. Um, you're respected that way. So, when you're out there and you're performing, the Japanese crowds are so respectful. Like anything, if you can do something better than they can, they appreciate you for that. As opposed to a lot of places, they'll put you down for doing something that they can't do. Um, so <laughs> I had I had so much fun in Japan. I love the culture, I love the people, I love I love I love the wrestling. Um hell I climbed like, Mount Fuji twice. That's how much I loved it there. Oh, um, really? Wow. Yeah, so like I, I I I my time in Japan was was probably the single most exhilarating seven or eight years i had in my life because it was just i wanted to be there so desperately and i wanted to be there because i back in the day when we were tape traders before there was the internet we would take trade at shows i would get a lot of japanese stuff so that's how my was my early indoctrination to wrestling was was not just only seeing stuff on on you know tbs or the local stations in near philadelphia but was we would you know it was VCR and tape trading and you'd be like, you'd see, you know, you see giant Baba wrestling Stan Hansen and, mm-hmm. you know, Masao wrestling Kawada. And I was like, Oh my God, what is this? And it wasn't, it wasn't the show. It was just wrestle, 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 which has always been my core of what I love the show business mm-hmm. part of it. You, you gain that along the way, but that core of wrestling is what, is what drew me to it. And when I saw Japanese wrestling, I'm like, oh, these guys are for real, aren't they? <laughs> like, this is this is legit stuff here. So I've always wanted to go there. So when I finally got to go there, it was, it was like a dream come true.
3: Wow. Yeah. Man.
1: All right, guys. Any last them? words before we mm-hmm. sign off? Because I feel like we could talk all day, all night. Yes. Um,
2: that is actually be a beautiful
1: thing, but... <laughs>
2: I, yeah, I got to be up at
1: four.
2: We all got loud. Oh hell, you, it's it's late for y'all. Um, I, I will just say this. You know, I, I appreciate all fans out there. Please tune in to Impact on Access TV every every Tuesday at eight o'clock. Um, let us know it's, how also your on it's also on Twitch. Hey, if you got the internet, you can get Impact. Um, Thank that's, you. That's a, that's a sales plug. Uh, it, I don't I hate people say I can't. don't know where Impact is. If you got the internet, if you got Wi Fi. You can find Impact. Um, yep. But, you know, thank you for, you know, for your continued uh, patience in me uh, and, and, and your letting me know how I'm doing on commentary. Um, you can guys hit me up on my social media at DLobrown75. Um, I'm always there. I'll talk, I'll talk wrestling. I'll talk Chicago Bears football. I'll talk Liverpool soccer. And I'll talk Impact all day long. So hit me <laughs> up. Um, and, and I'll say to you guys again, thank you for having me on. Um, no problem this was this is this is a highlight for me and i appreciate being on the podcast with you guys and um you know thank you for having me nah nah, nah don't that, say right. that like
1: i was just like uh no thank I,
2: I, you for coming on
0: I, yeah
1: seriously thank you this, for this has time. been a two-year
0: project to getting you on yes
2: seriously. well let's 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 not make it two years before i'm back on again okay <laughs>
0: Oh, you come on! Come on, three weeks. <laughs> Book it. Right, let's.
2: I got let, okay, back in three weeks. All right, let's do it.
0: <laughs> we are doing for anybody who's watching this. We will be do because we do viewing parties for pay per views. Um, we will be doing the next impact. Um, a viewing party for the next impact event, which is which is going to be Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega. Wow. So we will be doing a viewing party for that. Um, we are fans over here of Impact. We enjoy it. Oh, yes. Um, so we we got love for, for Impact, and we definitely got love for you, D-Lo. And anything else, guys, before we let let, let the legendary D-Lo go?
1: I, I, look, look, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, hug him through the.
2: Go ahead,
1: hug him through the. Look, look, go ahead. Hug it
3: out, hug it out, hug it out.
0: There you go. Hug it out. I have to say much. This episode been full of me giving you flowers. This literally is. A boyhood dream meeting D'Lo Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was so excited because when my brother said that we got the news, I was excited all day at my job. I was like, D'Lo Brown. So, he didn't man, even he to,
1: respond.
0: Like, like, I was like, in our I group chat, he I didn't got, even respond because it was so exciting, man. And meeting, <laughs> being you, D'Lo Brown, actually the question I want to always ask you about everything, man, keep on doing you, man, because like you said, like I was little boy watching you on screen. M. you at sc- uh, M. you at school at home, ask my brother. Like I was doing all of that movement to this day. I still do it. And Delo man, I know you're being humble, but like your impact that you had in the game is amazing because you understand the bigger picture. So Delo keep on killing it on commentary because D- yeah, so enjoyable. Like I could close my eyes and I could still imagine what's, what's going on in the ring. You and your partner, um
3: Matt Striker. Matt, Matt Striker. Um,
0: Matt Striker, a Queens native. Shout out to him for using six days and um, um, doing his wrestling shows. Shout out to you for doing that, chasing your dream. But D man, thank you. Thank you for being you, thank you for everything. Thank you for even coming to the show to make a couple of boyhood dreams come true.
3: Thank you. Yeah,
0: thank I you. Know. Appreciate
1: thank you so much for joining us. This has been a really listen, we've had the pleasure of interviewing some really really legendary people like we had jay chi we had crime time on um we've had leah rush on we've had so many different people but this one in particular has been really special for us it's been two years in the making and for us like you thank us but no we truly thank you for taking the time for giving the gems because there are people that are training that we know that are definitely going to take your advice and we definitely appreciate you taking the time because it's not, it's never easy. So it's, it's, it's a pleasure to be able to talk to you in real time and we truly appreciate it. And, um, once again, you guys can catch this episode along with other episodes of the Java podcast on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all over all streaming platforms. But once again, we do truly thank Dilo Brown for joining us this evening on the Java podcast. Um, any last words before we go,
0: guys? No, thank you. Um, we love you. Hopefully, we see <laughs> really you, we see that. you again. No, but like, listen, listen. Like I said, like my brother said it. You've said it. Your mind for the business is amazing, I
1: can't and can't take that for granted.
0: Literally everything you were saying, my coach says this to us all the time. Those tips that you gave of, about how to make it into the business—that's exactly what he says. And what what Impact is doing in general being that, so i just quickly, quickly, we always compare wrestling to the rap game. And there's a record label called Empire, which all independent um, rappers go to because they're like a distribution, they distribute people's albums. That's what Impact is. Independent wrestlers go there, they learn the business, they learn everything, they get TV exposure. And they become fuck they become fucking stars. Chris Bay was a star in the independence, but he's an even bigger star. Rich Swan got a a resurgence of life. Moose is the best moose I've ever seen in his career.
1: Wait, hold on. D whose idea was it to bring back a title that was in somebody's closet? I need to know <laughs> this before we do go. I'm so sorry. Because I get on that, I got on them about that plenty of times. I was like, how dare they? Give this man a title that's not that doesn't exist.
2: But it was done to make you mad at Moose for bringing back a title that didn't exist. Exactly. It was exactly. done to piss you off.
1: It, it, but It didn't piss me off. It just confused me. And yes, it did. Okay, no, yes, it, it
2: didn't piss did. me off. No, it didn't. It pissed okay, you off. Right. I, I, I can see your face. It pissed you off. But that's what it was meant to do.
1: I said, who's back the story's It didn't just the title. But it then, then became official title
2: though. But it, it became official title though. And
1: then y'all made it official. What? Okay, no, we we gonna leave me on that whole the, another album.
2: Because think of the enormity of one rich battle moose that match, with the added title meant more than rich versus moose. You add two titles in line, it's bigger.
1: I I get it. Um, all right. And now yeah. you got
2: two-strap Rich Swan. Now yeah, you got you got he got Rich two belts. But listen, yeah. listen.
1: Mm-hmm. listen. You got the past
0: in one hand and the future. Boom. Impact yep. in TNA. And then now the match between him and Kenny means even more.
2: Means more because now it's it's
1: literally three titles on the line. All right. Yeah, I want to stack up titles. But anyway, as I was saying, thank you, D-Lo, so much for joining us this evening. We thank you, appreciate guys. It. Let's do this again so we don't have to, so that they, they get their lives together and he don't talk about
2: you. Know. We'll get there. Yes. And then, okay. and <laughs> make, make, I, I don't want to talk about him. do the girl. I don't need to go there, <laughs> no. uh, and then send me that list of talent so I can look it over. I
1: am no, we de- I definitely will, and definitely have to link down in Tampa because, you know, I'm definitely supporting my sis, Miss Faye Jackson, and her great uh, sweatpants. Uh, so uh,
2: if I could find mm-hmm. also to July, July, if I can find sweatpants, I might be part of it. But you, you didn't hear you me need say that. You need a
1: pair of sweats. You need a pair sweats.
2: You didn't hear me <laughs> say that. Just <laughs> I, I, send, me, I could, send I could. I, I should have put my. I, I should put my creep squad shirt on. I gotta work the
1: oh,
2: closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um,
0: thank the- you
1: so much. Uh, we thank you guys. It. Thank you guys for that's been viewing and that's been commenting. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, as always, I'm Janelle from HR here with Sir Wilkins and Mr. Black and the infamous D'Lo Brown. Hashtag Black Excellence. Hashtag We Are Out.